guys, um, I'm George Mossy, it's George Mossy Show. So before the 90 days just ended, well, 21 minutes ago it ended, and we're going to talk about what we saw. So we know there's one more episode. This was episode 15. I'm sorry, this is really hot. I'm going to burn myself at some point. So this is episode 15, and um, we got one more episode to go before the finale. So we're going to talk about this episode, and... DDC here. How is everyone doing tonight, by the way? Howdy. How are you? Tracy, Geek in the Kitchen. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay. How are you holding up after that scene with David and Sheila, Didi? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it, it, it's... What, was it traumatizing for you? Well, uh, yeah. Um, they talk about he's talking about his favorite position was the doggy style. Any expression? <laughs> it was. They do this to us, right? I feel like they do this to us on purpose. I'm like, guys, we do not need to know intimate <laughs> details of everybody on the show, and it's like Angela started it, and I feel like somebody needs to stop it. Like we don't have to know. I want to know the drama and the fighting and the craziness, but I don't need to know all of that. It's like mental pictures for me that I can't get out of my head. I thought it, I, all I could think about was Didi. I, I just can't help but think about Didi. <laughs> oh my Lord. So now question is my phone or messed up because I cannot see Cara. I can see, I can see you, but I can't see Cara. It must be your phone because I can see Kara. Can everybody? Okay, everybody else. Can you see Kara? Is my stuff I, messing up again? I swear, y'all. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's me. <laughs> we can see you though. We can see you though, which is really weird. Yeah, I can see. Can't you. see. I can hear, her, but I cannot see her. Okay, so, so um, Macia says that she can see Kara. So, are we okay going continuing this way? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Okay. Okay. As long as I can hear, we're good. Okay. I don't know. See, Instagram. Y'all, I'm telling you, 99% of the time, it's my fault. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> no, I think it's Instagram. I don't think it's you. Hey, Jamie, you're my favorite, Jamie, by the Hi, way. Jamie. Love, Hi, Jamie. I love, love that you're my favorite. Hi, Jamie. So, I don't know where y'all want to start. This, this episode was a lot. So, so I think um, the only people we didn't get were... Um, what's her name? Misha. 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 And, um, yeah. Yeah. We got everybody else. So there was a lot. So um, I wanted to, I don't know if you want to go into this Amanda and Roz Vaughn situation just right off the bat. But how do you guys feel about her at the end of her trip? She's ready for an engagement. But at the beginning of the trip, she wasn't really sure if she even liked him and wanted to be in the same room with him or be around him or even stomach his existence. But now that his family was around, she's kind of like, oh, well, I want them to like me. And I want to know where our future is with the relationship. And I was like, what relationship? Like two days ago, you told him that you didn't think you were ready to be in a relationship at all. And like now you're asking him like, what about engagement in our future and our lives together? And I was like, you basically told him, don't even visit the United States because I don't want you there. And now all of a sudden, you want to know your future and life plans together. And I was like, she's the definition 
of like emotional mind screwing with people. Yeah. Like she literally, and I feel like it's so ironic because when we met Rosvon, he seemed like like first impressions, uh, stereotypical, shallow douchebag, yeah. right? And how is it that he's the opposite yeah. of that? And she's exactly what we thought he was. Yeah. Like she is literally everything that we misjudged him about. She's Absolutely. so evil and mean and terrible to him. And I love the fact that he's just not forgiving her and moving forward. I love the fact that he's like, well, I'm really reevaluating you as a person because yeah. I don't really think that you're a good person. And I love that. And I think his mom was so right on. Daniela, you were so right on. She is definitely not somebody that you should have to deal with for your son, especially what he has been through in the past with his last marriage. And I love that no one is acknowledging that Rosbon went through such a horrible situation and he's so strong and he's so open to being in love and working on a new relationship, because that's a big deal. Like when you've been through a really horrible situation and you're open to moving forward and putting yourself out there and what he's done with her and he's definitely getting trampled on, that, that takes a lot of work. And I feel like a lot of people aren't showing how strong he is as a person. Hey, Judy, nice to have you. So where are you guys at with this? Because I was ready to throw shit at my TV, watching this woman, this Amanda, like she pisses me okay. off. Like, where are y'all at? I'm in the same place I was in the very beginning. Get that bitch off of here. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like screaming at my phone. My daughter was looking at me like, or not the phone, I'm sorry, the TV. My daughter was looking at me like, what did, why are you screaming like that? I was like, cause this woman is stupid. Yep. Like she, she she does sometimes where she makes Ed and Angela look like an angel because how stupid yep. she is. Like seriously, nobody likes her. I think what it is for me is how bipolar she is about yep. it. Like yeah. one day she feels one way, the next day she feels the complete opposite. She's on both sides of the the spectrum. Yeah, and Rosvon doesn't know when she wakes up in the morning who exactly is in the bed next to him. It's literally a complete stranger every single day. Yeah. And he's like, I can't really say that I trust that you love me or I trust that you want to be with me or I trust that you want this relationship to work because that changes by the day. Yeah. And he's like, if I was to move to another country to be with you on mm -hmm. a Tuesday, on a Thursday, you might tell me to take my ass back home. You know, like, I can't trust that you're going to be a strong um, person in this relationship. And I feel like he he's definitely wasting his time she's never gonna be the person that he needs in his life and i think her projection of saying that to him is exactly how she feels she knows that she could never be the right woman for him and she's projecting it by saying he could never be jason yeah. i feel like that's it's like the opposite going on see and i well, never typically say this but i love the fact that he slept with her four times in one day and then said my feelings for you stopped a long time ago i was like that's the emotional warfare right it's the emotional warfare that she's been subjecting him to he can play too right yep. like this is a fair game he can play too she's been playing with his emotions the whole time he's getting in on the game it's like there's nothing wrong with playing a fair game right yep. even in the playing field and i feel like that's exactly what he did he made her think everything was great. He made her feel like, oh, this relationship is progressing. We're being intimate. We're happy. And then he was like, oh, no. Yeah. We are not okay. Like, the way that you've been acting, we are not okay. And I was like, good for you. Good for him for standing up for himself and, and getting in the game. Because all we've seen is him being hurt, confused, crying, disgusted, con and, like, 
all of the emotions that someone goes through like over the course of years yeah. he's been through in this two week trip because uh, of this crazy ass woman yeah, right yeah. Yeah. and then at the um at pool at the pool hall they were having a good time and then she she starts her bs yep. and then she switches the table because he's like you wanting to fight right now she she was like no you're the one that's wanting to fight not me i yeah, mean because you're being annoying whatever <laughs> How, I mean, how was he even being annoying? I mean, he had every right to tell his mom the truth, you know? I mean, I would have told my, you know, told my mom the truth, too. I'm like, look, he's being a douchebag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I want to say this. The fact that she wants her behavior to be kept a secret from his family is a major red flag Absolutely. to me. Yes. Right? Like, this is a, a major red flag. Like, if you're in an abusive relationship, the first thing that abusive person wants you to do is not tell anyone. That's yeah. the very first thing because they don't want anyone on the outside to know what's going on because they can save you. They could save you from that situation. So when she got so pissed off, like, you told your mom that I'm a bitch to you? And I'm like, yeah. why not? Why wouldn't he tell his mom that? You are a bitch to him. Yeah. You do horrible, terrible shit to him. Why the yeah. hell would he keep that a secret? And I was like, see, I don't like that because when you're being abusive towards someone, whether mentally, physically, you know, whatever, emotionally, you try to keep them scared to talk, scared to speak up, scared so they can't reach out for help. And I was like, I don't like the fact that she's trying to make it seem like he did something wrong by saying to his mother what he was going through. It is nothing wrong with talking about what you're going through with someone you love. That's um, literally the definition of therapy, minus the love part, right? Like you need to talk it out so you can make a good, even-headed decision. And I feel like the way that she reacted shows that she's an abusive person. This isn't the first person that she's been abusive to because she's grooming him in a way to say, okay, well, don't tell people that we fight. Don't tell people we have issues. Make it seem like everything is fine. That is the worst possible thing because then he's going to feel stuck in that situation. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, she's uh, and the only time she really wants to be intimate with him is whenever he puts his foot down or she thinks that someone does not like her. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. She don't want to have nothing to do with him. Yep. Yeah, and when she thinks that his family might not like her, that's when she's like all in. She's like, I love him. He's a good person. I'm drawn to him. I would like to spend my life with him. She's like, my kids love him. And I was like, girl, last yeah. week you told him that you don't want the kids anywhere around him or even knowing about him. Now they love him? Yeah. Make up your mind. Either you want your kids and him to be in life together, you want him in their life, or you don't. She tells him, like, well, I don't think my kids are ready for you to be in their life. He, she sits there and looks his mom in the face yeah. and says, oh, my kids love him, and I love seeing him interact with my kids. Lies. I mean, well, I, honestly, I don't know what's lies and what's not with her anymore. I used to say lies. Maybe that is the truth, and then the other part's a lie. I can't keep up All with lies. All of it is lies. She's so full of shit. It's just, she's so full of shit. You can't get any more full of shit than she is she's <laughs> well like i said at this point we all hate ed and angela i mean the whole just about the whole world does yeah. but at this point she is making them look like an angel she is making them look like they are like really good human beings when we know they're not i say <laughs> put her on the last resort with angela and call it a day Lock her in a right. Lock her in a room with Angela and Ed, yeah. and just see what happens. Yeah. Right. Just turn the camera on, hit record, and just see what happens. I would love to see it because she thinks that she's tough. 
put her in a room full of really tough and emotionally harsh people and let her see what that's really like. Put her in a room with me and Didi. Just oh, my. Please put her in a room with I, me and Cara. Please. Please. George, you're going to have to take all your credit cards. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, y'all got to stay out of trouble. I can't be affording to bail y'all out. Okay, so. Violet and um, Riley, right? So in my opinion, these two are the poster children for going your separate ways. They've not seen eye to eye since the beginning. They fought the entire trip. And one thing, hey, Pris Pricks. Um, so one thing I found interesting was Violet has had family obligations most of the trip and she hasn't really made time for Riley. And that was questionable because that, that was the whole point of the private investigator. He wanted to know what's going on with her. And I'm still wondering the same thing. What are these family engagements that someone flew halfway across the world that you can't get out of? What's so important that you can't say, hey, I can't do whatever this is because someone flew halfway across the whole damn planet to see me. It would be rude for me to say, you know, go do something else while I do that. But she's never explained anything. And yet here we are. They are still trying to work things out. They're still trying to make something out of nothing, I guess is the best way to explain it. Like, what do no, you feel? Oh, no, no. Riley is still trying to make things work. Violet's trying to figure out what to tell her fucking husband. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then she told him not to tell her the L word. Yeah. I mean, she shot yeah. him down real fast. But did y'all see the preview? Yep. Can, can 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 I please? Okay, when, where, and what time were they intimate? She's pregnant, and is Riley? Right. I, I'm wondering the same um, thing. Hello. When, where? Uh, did did we miss something? Because I never they, seen them. They didn't get along long, long enough to do anything. Uh, that is, I'm sticking to that. Yeah. I guarantee you, any 20 minutes time span where they were together, it ended in a fight. So the, if she's trying to say that at some point she got pregnant by him, I don't buy it. No. I just don't. And to be honest with you, what do you think about her saying she's pregnant in general? Do you think that this is a way to get him to send money? Like, what are your thoughts? I just want to just jump in. There's just no way. There's just no not way. By, not by him. Yeah. When? Where? Walking by somebody. That doesn't happen. <laughs> They didn't stay in the same hotel room, right? She stayed at her house. He stayed in a hotel, right? He so yeah, went when I, to her house. He only went to her mom's house like one time. Yep. I can't. I, I when I saw the previews, I just was like, "Well, that's a lie." I was and the, the first thing that came to my mind was like, "Well, Mar I, was, I was watching Mari, and he opened the lie detector test, yeah. and he's like, "Well, the lie detector test determined that was a lie." Yeah. So I was like, "There's no chance that she's pregnant by him," and I was like, "Even if she was." What are the odds that even if they possibly had sex one time, right, that she got pregnant that one time? What are the odds? But in my mind, I was like, well, maybe she's going to say, oh, I'm pregnant. Send me a whole bunch of money. And then maybe something happens and she's not pregnant anymore. Like, is, is, that was where my mind went. Because well, I, I don't think she. I don't, I don't know. That, that left me. I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> when? Where? Because the whole time we seen him, he went to her mom's house one time, and then the other time she's walking around with him, taking him, showing him where all this other stuff was. And um, tonight was the first time we even seen her go to his room, and then she had to like she didn't want to be there. 
Yeah, and yeah. Your forehead. That is not how you get pregnant, Violet. That is not how it happens. I am David so lost. can teach you. I am. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't there know. There has to be some sort of explanation for this. I mean, she could be pregnant by her husband. You know, yeah. it's very possible. But yeah. like, I'm trying to understand. Riley is a grown adult man. I feel like Riley would know that you can't get pregnant by hanging with someone or holding their hand or patting them on the forehead. You know, so I feel like the entertaining this is almost mm, comical. I don't know. They I don't know. The idea could only through the whole thing. They kissed on the lips for like 0.1 second today. And, and that it looked very uncomfortable, um, right? It looked very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah she acted like she didn't want to be there. I mean, did they... I mean, do it after the camera started. I mean, not started, but stopped rolling. I mean, she, I mean, the times that she was with him, she had like she didn't want to be around him. Uh, I I know. I Chris, Chris picks like, unless you can get pregnant. Um, no, Donna said unless you can get pregnant by fighting, I don't see that happening, right? If, if fighting got you pregnant, she's got triplets, right? Yeah. Like that's exactly right. Like if you get pregnant by fighting, she's pregnant with triplets at this point. And, but, so does Amanda. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, Amanda's having like quintuplets, yeah. right? Is that what they call it? Quintuplets. Yeah. She can get her own show. She's a new Octomom. She's like, she's got a hundred kids, right? She's she, having a she, whole herd. <laughs> so we got, got one episode left. And O'Reilly said that he has something that he needs to tell Violet before he leaves Vietnam, which I'm assuming he's going to propose. Jesus Christ. I don't no, know that was the L word. That, that was, was the L word. He was telling her without telling her, and then she shot him down. So wait, is he gonna try it again? No, no, he's a he, he did it tonight. Oh, okay, so that was okay. So the preview was for that tonight. Yeah. Okay, so he's he said he loved you, I love you, but didn't say it, and then got angry that she didn't say it back when he never said it. Is that because I was like, how do you get mad that she didn't say it back when you didn't actually say it? Well, right? Like I was very confused. Like I got something to tell you. And you know what I'm trying to say because I don't say that word. And she says, don't say it. Save it. So, like, shut the hell up. Shut the <laughs> hell up. Shut the hell up in Vietnamese. Shut the hell up in every language. Girl, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, she like, never wanted this to grow into anything more. Like, I think, Cara, you said it in the beginning. You were like, she never thought in a million years that this man would get on a plane and I go to Vietnam. So now she doesn't know how to how to navigate this because she just needs him to go back to the uh -huh. world world that he came from yeah. because he has no place in her world. This was a this was an online phone um, chat situation that blew up into something real, and yep. now she doesn't know how to make it stop. And yeah. I feel like you're right. Every time we we watch them interact, her her demeanor, the way she acts, the way she, it, she looks like she's so bothered by his presence. Yeah. Like, why would he be there? Why is he bothering me? Why does he think this is going to work? And Riley is like so shallow and naive. He really thinks that there is an opportunity for a relationship there. And I'm like, man, you still don't know one thing about her. You've been here almost three weeks. Mm -hmm. You said that you needed all these questions answered. You're about to leave. You're leaving, actually. And you know nothing. She has given you nothing. There is no relationship here. Somebody who wants to build a relationship with you is going to open up to you at some point yeah. and talk about things. And she literally time, will say nothing about herself. Every time he sees her, you look beautiful. You look cute. You look pretty. Oh, thanks. 
Never. Well, she literally, she literally told the shopkeep that he was yeah. ugly, right? <laughs> she literally old and, like, ugly. old and ugly yeah. is what she said. It's not even read between the lines with Violet. She just literally said he old and ugly. Isn't that yeah. funny? Like, can you believe that old ugly person is here with me? Like, it's, that's literally how she said it. It's a joke. It's not even a real situation for her. And for some reason, Riley never got on the plane and left and just called it a day because I was like, why are you still in Vietnam? He's like, oh, it's my last day. I'm going to try to go on a date. I'm like, why are you still trying? Like yeah. at this point, I never condone giving up. I always tell people to keep trying. But at this point in this situation, don't even bother. No. This is a waste of time. Me and Carr has been saying from the from the beginning that he is many of he is one of many men that's been sending her money and she didn't think that he was actually gonna get on the plane and fly to Vietnam. Yeah, and I also heard something that she had social media at the beginning of this. So which is I, I'm assuming how she's like messaging all these American men. But she got so much hate after her first episode, she deleted all of her social media. All of it. What? So she was on social media. Because, yeah, I have looked for yeah. her. I could not find her. No. Nope. But she, I did see, I did see like, messages between her and Riley that he posted. And that was through, I think, social media and text. So she yeah. clearly did have it. But this happens a lot. There was a guy on Match Me Abroad, um, Chad. He started out, he was on social media, and then, like, the second episode in, he was like, no way. Yeah. Like, you do not understand the amount of hate that you get from being on these shows. And it's yeah. like, a lot of a lot of times, it's warranted. I'm not going to say, like, it's not warranted. But sometimes people just come at people really hard for doing something pretty simple and, and, and naive. Yeah. So it's, it's a mix. Sometimes, like, you know, if people are hating on Amanda, I'm like, eh, karma. Yeah, but, right, like, <laughs> karma, right? But like, if some people do make like a, a small, tiny little misjudgment and then the whole world is after them. And I'm like, see, that's a little harsh, you know? But yeah. there are people on the show where they do things and they, they treat people horribly and, and people come for them. And I'm just kind of like, do we look the other way? You know, cause like, that's just kind of, that's kind of what was, that's how what goes around comes around, Absolutely. right? Works, right? Absolutely. So I want to talk about castle sex. So apparently, um, Statler and Dempsey had crescent the castle because you know nothing is is real until there's sex in it with with yeah. Statler. So you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to the airport, you can't do anything until you christen that area. So they christened the the castle, which was TMI. None of us needed to know that. I'm sure the owner of the castle and the, the shopkeep disgusted and he's like scr scrubbing sanitizing because god knows where that happened they, right like who knows it could have been anywhere i'm sure they burned it down yeah just, just burn it down and start over probably just like, rebuild it it'll be fine again in another 200 years yeah like respect the building for god's sake it's like a hundred hundreds of years old it's a yeah. fucking castle and they're just like desecrating the area okay so statler says that she does not want kids but this is interesting because um, Dempsey said and early on in their relationship, I don't know what early on, I mean, they've only been talking for seven months, that um, Statler said that there would be a possibility of kids in the future. Statler denies that 100%. She said there's ain't no way. And I'm, I'm not like a, a huge supporter of anything that Statler does, but I'm very supportive of the fact that she doesn't want kids because I don't feel like she's mature enough to have kids. And I've said this all, I've said this all the time for years. I feel like when people 
don't want kids, I respect that because nothing is worse than bringing an innocent child into the world for to someone who's not adequate to take care of it or wants it or, or is going to give it 100% of its love. So I think that making that decision is literally the most mature thing that she said all season, right? I, I feel like she, she... But there's two sides to that. Okay. So I kind of believed her in the beginning. Like Dempsey said, you know, she said she wanted kids, but now she's kind of changing her mind. So she started out even in the episode, I don't know if I want kids. And by the end of the episode, it was, I definitely don't want kids. I've never wanted kids. Mm. So it's like, I feel like she kind of let her on on that. But also, she said she's got like, because she's an adoptee. So she, that's not how it works, she says. And she's got all this remorse. Well, that might be her story. But that's not the story for all adoptees. I know a lot exactly. of people, including yes. family, that are adopted that don't feel that way. Absolutely. That think most beautiful thing so for her to just put that out there and dempsey didn't say they had to adopt she said she would but she right didn't say right they had to so i feel like statler's blowing it out of proportion but i i don't know on that i have mixed statler is and statler is keeps throwing the the trauma version to dempsey like everything dempsey yeah. wants to do or or try to plan or whatever she always she keeps saying oh well i'm traumatized by this or oh i'm traumatized by that well take your traumatized ass back home then yeah i mean just saying yeah well and then she makes the comment was hoping i would be enough but i guess i'm not stop playing that card you're an adult woman now you're freaking grown up shut your mouth stop that shit that's yeah. ridiculous for real I, I mean i don't know what it's like to be an adoptee but i do know that my my mom growing up had a best friend and she was adopted and she adopted three children and nothing but love in that whole family like and she would foster kids like we would whenever we'd see her there'd be an extra kid i'm like who's that and they're like oh this is a foster kid they're they're having trouble at home they're staying with me like she was just an open heart to everyone like my anyone that needed anything she was just this huge open heart and she and it was because she was an adoptee. It was because she had went through that and she understood it. So yeah, I, I agree with you. It could be her story and how she feels, but it does not, there's no blanketed balloon way that all adoptees feel that way. Because I've learned when I meet adoptees, they're the most loving, caring, understanding, literally will do anything for you. Like yeah. literally the best type of friend that you could have because they value that friendship and those relationships more because they've been through that trauma. My biological sister was adopted out my mom was forced to adopt her out wow. it, it, long story personal story but my sister is the most wonderful human being she holds no grudges she's so grateful for the family that she was raised in and i have legally adopted two children over oh. the course of raising my kids so i have very different views on adoption i think it's a wonderful thing i wasn't adopted but my sister was and so I, I just, I have different views on it. So I'm not saying Statler's views or feelings are invalid by any means. Right. Maybe that is how she feels, but she should not put a, make, make it a blanket mm. statement against mm. everyone who's adopted. Cause that is not the case. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Adoption so, is a, I mean, adoption is a beautiful thing. So, I mean, absolutely. So is their relationship just not going to work because they can't agree on a child? I know we've had this conversation with Kenny and Armando before, but I feel like 
Is it, well, I said on, someone said on Twitter tonight, they said having a child is not a compromise. It has to be a mutual decision. And mm -hmm. I agreed with that statement because I was like, you can't compromise a human life. Like it has to be a mutual decision or you don't do it at all. So what do you guys feel? Do you feel like they should just throw in the towel this early on? Or do you yeah. think that, yeah, okay. I think Dempsey run like her feet are on fire. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, especially by the, the previews for next week, uh, I think Dempsey's done. Yeah. Because Statler sat there and said that if she wanted a child, then that was not going to work with them. It wouldn't work between them. Yeah. So Statler just said, pretty much told her, well, you choose me or you choose a child. Yeah. What she pretty much said. But see, I felt like Dempsey was speaking hypothetically because she was like, I feel like I would want a child in the future. She didn't say when or when that would be, because who's to say that they even make it that far? Like, in my opinion, I feel like if they do make it into a relationship, it's not going to be long, like a longevity type situation. Yeah. I feel like I it doesn't feel necessarily- like going to end in an eviction notice and a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh my gosh, I said on Twitter earlier, I was like, isn't it great that they figured this out before Statler moved all her shit into <laughs> Dempsey's house, right? Yeah. Like, now that they know that they're not compatible, there's no eviction needed. They don't have to call any sheriff. They don't have to, like, it's, they didn't even get them. I was like, this is perfect. Now she can just say, girl, get the hell out of my house. Nobody is there on, like, a, a lease. Nobody is, has, like, um, what do they call it, squatting rights. Yep. She can just get the hell out of her house. Yep. And, and they can move forward. And I feel like that's the best thing for Dempsey. Dempsey's way too good for Statler. Don't get me wrong. I think Statler is a great person in her own way. I feel like she's funny. She has a great sense of humor. She, I'm running out of nice yeah. things to say, but she's a great, she's yeah. a great person. And I think that in the right time, she'll find the right person for her. And I don't think settling down is what she's ready to do right now. It might sound good, but that's not something she's ready to yeah, do. Yeah, I agree. I still believe Dempsey took her to her house. I, can't I still would have rented an uh, Airbnb. I mean, yeah, you know. They didn't know each other well enough. I feel like, seven months talking to someone on the internet is not like you know them like look at riley he was talking to violet he didn't know her he still don't know her and even violet was like you're not coming to my house like i don't know you like that you're not coming to my house probably because she has a man yes. with her. But, but, but it was okay for him to go to her mom's house yeah because he had because presents. Husband wasn't there. he had gifts <laughs> <laughs> It's always okay when you're buying somebody a pair of Nikes, yeah. right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but he didn't take no presents for her for mom. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Screwed up all the way. Oh around. my gosh. I don't know. Okay, so I want to talk about David and Sheila because something hit me tonight. Like we watched David and Sheila get engaged, which we're really happy for them. And she had a conversation with John Rell. John Rell had a change of heart. He does want to come to America. He's actually a little excited about it. He's like, I think I'll enjoy it. I'll meet a, a bunch of new people and everything. And I was like thinking back of how we've seen them progress this season. And I was like, Sheila has definitely shown a lot of strength, right? Because she met him for the first time, literally within 24 hours, lost her mother. Then yeah. she's had these camera crew for day literally the day after from that extremely um devastating situation follow her around a camera crew she can't have any time to herself she's dealing with getting to know her new fiance she's 
changing, making life-changing decisions all in this short amount of time. Because I was like, if something like that happened to me, I think that I would tell the camera people to get out of my face uh, and I would go into the corner and cry for like three weeks, 100%. right? So I was just like, the fact that she was able to do this, go through this, grieve, make these life decisions, get engaged, um, still have a good re relationship and maintain everything with her son and give him the opportunity to be a part of it. I feel like she's showcasing a lot of strength. Oh, and she's signing really, yes. really well. We didn't see Amy come back. She eliminated Amy from the situation. I feel like she's done so much in this short amount of time. I just want to praise her a little bit for all that she's accomplished because I don't think that there's any chance in hell I could have did a third of what she did in this short amount of time. This is like less than three weeks, so, guys. Also, so, so I saw someone, she's like shared where all people were attacking her. Literally, she'd screenshot mm. their comments and she was sharing it. And one person came at her for not knowing sign language sooner. And she said, I've been working on it, but I speak three languages and sign language is my fourth. So I am learning and I am learning fast. I mean, just shut her down. So I was like, damn, that's good to know. That's a good thing to post be because people are assholes. Yeah. People are- See, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. She never gave us that information. Nope. And I think that that's good to know because we were so hard on her. We were like, oh, you should learn sign language. You're with a person who's deaf. I was like, I don't know sign language. It's like, it's so easy for us to sit on the couch and tell people what yeah. they should be doing. Absolutely. So I love that she she's giving that information. And I feel like she is doing well and she's taking yeah. it more seriously. And maybe it wasn't as serious until David got there. Yeah. Because let's remember, they've been talking all this time, maybe in the back of her mind, she's like, he's never going to come soon. Right. He's never going to come through on those promises because, you know, saying something on the internet or on the phone, it's not the same thing in real life. So maybe she didn't take it as seriously until he arrived, but she's yeah. taking it very seriously now. They are communicating without phones at all. I'm so proud of her because when he landed, they literally couldn't say two words to each other yep. without a phone. And again, this is all in less than three yep. weeks, people. She wanted like, to this is what we're talking about. Amy. Amy was a really pretty girl, yeah. so she said she was jealous of her. And she didn't want her around, so. I have she, to say, their departure was the saddest in 90-day history, yeah. in my opinion. That ripped my heart out. I was like, oh my God, dude, don't even leave. Just turn around and go back. It's fine. It was so yeah. hard. And I think what scared me the most is when David was like, I'm really sad, but I'm more so overwhelmed because he has so much on his plate now. He has to pay for her visa. He has to get a bigger place. He has to pay for the wedding. He has to plan all these things. And he's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yep. And it really made me feel for him because he was trying to be in the moment, but his nerves and his worry was even getting the best of him because he's like, this was only half the battle. You know, getting her to say yes to marrying me and come to America and John Rode is saying, yeah, that was only half the battle. Now he has to come back to America and make it happen. Yeah. And I just felt so much for him because he couldn't just be in the moment and be happy that that happened. He's now moving into stage two, which is probably five times harder than the yeah. first stage of what he was doing. And I was just like, this story, it's so heartbreaking because when you don't date outside your country, you don't realize the personal struggle it is yeah. to maintain that. It's not just about emotional and trust. It's expensive as hell yeah. when you have these long distance relationships. That trip that David went on probably cost him four or $5,000, okay? Yeah. Like minimally. So it's like insane to me how difficult it is 
to maintain and navigate this and then still stay um what's the word still stay strong strong yeah and oh and and not cheat yeah i was trying to say like still not still stay monogamous yeah because i think a lot of people we learned this with ella on her season staying monogamous in a relationship is really difficult because every time she got the chance she cheated on johnny right so it's like it takes so much strength and i just feel like these these people are they're sharing their stories and it's like i'm watching it and from the outside and i'm like i don't think i could do any of this stuff like i don't think that i could stay like happy strong maintained um confident in that situation at all then it's the money aspect and then it's having so much on your plate like david is going to have to come back here and work probably two more jobs to make all this work just to get the love and the family that he wants there's some of us who just wake up and our family is in the same house you know like he doesn't have that luxury so it's just it's so crazy to watch it because i was just like this is not an easy road to be on. And then watching how emotional they got, I was like, see, these two are probably the only two that I feel like you're gonna make it, yep. right? They're gonna make it. They actually wanna make this work. They're making sacrifices. They're both doing things to build this relationship further. It's not like Violet where she's just like, eh, I ain't even yeah. gonna show you where I live. You know, like it's, it's yeah. a real situation. Yeah. I feel like they loved each other before they met, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. after when it was time for them to part, that was kind of when reality hit how much they really love each other, how much they're really in love. And you could just see it on both of them. And it was just so sad to me. It just, it hurt my heart. It hurt my heart a lot. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad, but they they traumatized me talking about all that sex talk at the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was happening. We didn't need to know. So, okay, Judy, you brought this up, so we got to talk about it. So, David and Sheila said they want to have five kids. What's up with that, right? right? That's a lot, because there's John Brell, so we're talking six kids. What's up with that? Is that is that like a joke, or is that serious? Oh, easy to say until you have one. David's never had a baby. So. It's not so expensive. And I know he said that he's always wanted a family. He's always dreamed of having a family and being a father. Yeah, but five kids is like a huge deal because children don't just need, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you make good money, you can have as many kids as you want. Children don't just need money. They need time. They need affection. They need love. You have to be at everything that they're doing. If they want to play six sports, you got to figure out a way to be at all of those games. Exactly. If they want to play five instruments, 100%. you have to figure, yeah, you have to figure out a way to be at all of these recitals. You have to be there because children don't spell love l-o-v-e or no children don't spell love m-o-n-e-y they spell love as t-i-m-e yeah. so they look at how much time you can give them that's how much you love them and adults we look at it as the more money you spend on your family that's how much you love them kids don't care about money they could care less they're born into a world where money doesn't exist until they get like what 18 19 years old it's like yeah. you have to dedicate so much time so i was like i want to see david you know be a father but i think one at a time, right? Like one at a time and then make your decisions from there. Right, Donna says four is too many. Somebody told me that three is the magic number when you're having kids. So I don't know if that's true. My mom had three and my sister had three. My brother had three. So what do you, is three the magic number? I have two and then I adopted okay. two, so. You have four. And Didi, you just have one. No, I have four. Oh, you have four. Oh. Oh, okay, so uh, yeah, I got two and two. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, cool. So, I mean, I feel like every family is different. 
I feel like the number of children you have and stuff, it's, it's very special, specific to your yeah. situation. And I feel like there's some people who have one child and they're the happiest family in the world. There's some people who have 10 kids and they're the happiest family in the world. It's just very specific to your situation. I want everybody to have as many as they want, but man, I can't imagine it for me. Like anything more no. than like two or three is just like unfathomable. I couldn't do more than four. No way. Well, I tell you what, my four still break me and they grown. So <laughs> that I'm still broke all the time. Well, because they're your kids for the rest of your life. Yeah, a lot of people are I like, know. oh, it's just until they turn 18, 19. No, they're your kids for the rest of your life. You don't get to, there's no release of financial responsibility because they're grown. Like, they're always going to need you. They're always going to call you. They're always going to make a questionable mistake. And then you have to be there to help. Yeah. Like, that's part of, it's kind of like taking an oath. Like when someone goes into the army or they go into um, law enforcement, a parent takes an oath to love, take care of, and support that child for the rest of your life. And there's no yeah. opting out. There's no honorable discharge. You're just doing that forever. Hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So all these, you know, these parents is like, oh, I can't wait till my my children or my child turns eighteen. Mm -mm. I, I mean, you. It's not just until they turn eighteen. It's until the day you take your last breath. Mm -hmm. You take care of your babies. Yep. So. Cleo is wondering if she can trust Christian when he goes back to Minneapolis in another country because she learned that when he's five minutes down the street at the bar, she can't trust him. So she's like, I want to know that when you're in another country um, that you are trustworthy. And she's like, I don't want you to change who you are, but I also want you to not behave like a single man. And I don't think that she's asking for too much. I feel like if you're in a committed relationship, no one should ever be under the impression that you're single. If any way that you're moving or acting shows or gives off the vibe that you're available, you shouldn't be moving or behaving that way because you're in a committed relationship. So Cleo, I think it's holding on to hope that Christian can be a decent human being. And I think that we've, that ship has sailed and it's probably like overseas at this point for us. Like it's gone, long gone. Like it's it's not it even in the open. Was failed before he even got on the plane to go over there. Oh, I'm just ready for her to move on, and it looked like in the preview when he was leaving, it might be over, which I know can be hurtful for her, but it's it's exactly what I want for her. Yeah, like honestly, it's exactly what I want. I want her for her to move on and find somebody worth her time and worth her love and respect. Span doesn't respect her. This and he even when he says. I've done nothing this trip to make you not trust me. That was the statement. That was the statement. Lying the sack of <laughs> shit. You've done so yeah, many Yeah, that when he said that, I wanted to punch the freaking TV. I was like, you know what? If I was Cleo, I would have punched him in the face and kicked him in the freaking balls. The you day he arrived, he did something wrong. Okay? He started talking to that group of girls at the table behind them when she had told him, Going out in public and interacting with people that I don't know is very triggering for me and my yep. condition. She warned him. She was very open and honest with him. And what did he do? He ignored it completely and did whatever the hell he wanted. Then she goes to school to better her life. And while she's in school, he goes to a bar and invites some random woman to her house. And I'm thinking like, house. You, her house. And I'm thinking, yeah. you, you can fix your mouth to say, 
I haven't done anything wrong on this trip to make you feel that I can't be trusted or I'm not fully involved in this relationship. I was like, everything you've done since you got here is given everybody, not just Cleo, everybody, yep. the idea that you're not fully involved in this relationship. You're not trustworthy. I wouldn't trust him anywhere, any country, any city, any state, to be in a monogamous relationship with anybody. He's untrustworthy. Was a potato. <laughs> not a potato. Not even a potato. I wouldn't trust that guy with a potato. Also, Judy says Christian seeks out people with vaginas. I think that that's true. I think that that's true because he doesn't ever. Because you know, when you're out at a bar, there's men and women at the bar. Okay, mm -hmm. let's just be honest. There's both. We, I've never been to a bar where there was only men or only women. Yep. So he only seeks out certain people that he wants to talk to. He even said that he would rather that they be alone. Yep. So he can spark a conversation with them and they're always women. Yep. And it's like, what is the deal that he needs that validation that he knows that a woman is interested in him even when he's in a relationship? You, what do you need that validation back. for? Just picture this, sitting at a bar and Christian comes up to talk to you. <laughs> like, yuck! Would you, I, would I, you call security like right I away? Peel off my skin, <laughs> and then I punch him in the face, and that's a wrap. Well, first of all, first of all, he wouldn't even have the opportunity to even sit by me because Christian ain't even my color. You know what I'm saying? I don't like white men. That's true. White men, no, I will. Ugh. Gross. Mm -mm. <laughs> well, I mean, wait, we're all inclusive here, though, right? I feel like so none, not even like. Wait, let me think of a famous white man. What about Chris? What about Chris She's Evans? Saying that she doesn't like white men. She's saying her preference is not white men. Would she date a white man? Hell to the no. Will <laughs> nope. One? Yeah. That's conversation. I mean, but. Uh-uh, you try to be like, no, I'd be like, honey, you barking at the wrong tree. Nope. Mm -mm. I kind of think Cleo is allowing some of his behavior because I caught her saying a few times, like, I don't know how I landed someone of your caliber or something yes. along the lines of, I don't know what I did to deserve a guy and you're out of my league and I hate this because first of all, Cleo, he's so below your league. He's like underneath your shoe. And I was like, exactly. I don't know why you feel that you don't deserve someone and I don't know if it's just basically maybe she's speaking only about looks and maybe in her opinion she's never dated someone who looked like him that's fine whatever but this guy is a piece of garbage yeah and I don't I don't like to generalize people but normally the better looking the person is the negative characteristics start to stack up right Miss <laughs> <Dog. I'll> <laughs> you are <laughs> you a mess I'm he sorry he kills me Oh, it's Every Donna. Time. It's Donna. But, okay. But, I mean, but I can't, I can't, I still not, cannot fathom or understand or wrap my, my brain around. Cleo is a really, really genuine, nice woman. Why does she keep saying, why does she keep saying that she cannot, um, that she cannot see herself losing or even thinking about losing him? Like, what is it about this guy that, them, uh-uh. All yes. I can see is a green leprechaun hat on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
That is I've all seen I that see. meme. I've seen that meme. And is there a meme? Yes. You haven't seen it? No. I think Shibuti posted oh, it. Yeah, it. I'll send it to you. Okay. There's a meme. You These people are so fast. He like the second, he just looks like a freaking little leprechaun, man. He does. Especially Shabuti. Uh, Shabuti is off the chain oh, yeah. sometimes. He got me rolling. He is so <laughs> quick to the punch. Like the episode would be still on, and he's got like seven means already. That's awesome. Like he is so quick. I'm like, geez, man, I need to be on your level of quick, like swiftness. Yeah. Like he is yeah. so on it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know, but I just want Cleo to know her worth. And okay, so I want to say this, because I tweeted this earlier. I was like, I really respect Cleo for being open and honest about everything. Because she's not the type of woman, like, let's let's say um, Violet. Let's, let's compare and contrast. Cleo puts everything on the table. She tells what anyone what she likes or doesn't like, what works for her, what doesn't, what's bothering her, what doesn't. Everything is there. It's out in the open. You don't have to guess when you're with Cleo. Yeah. You're with Violet. You don't know shit. You don't know if she likes you, hates you. You don't know if she married. You don't know if she's pregnant with your baby or somebody else. You literally don't know what the hell is going on. So I just respect <laughs> Cleo because she's just so open and honest. And she's just like, look, I don't like it when you do this. I don't like it when you do that. I would be happier if you didn't talk to random people in the bar. But she's just so transparent. Yes. That is so rare yep. when you're dating because it is so hard to get the truth out of people and get yeah. like their honest feelings and opinions. So I was just like, I hate that he's shitting all over her because yeah. she is literally a catch. She is literally gonna make somebody so happy because she just says, look, don't do that. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Like, don't like, she's just so yeah. honest. And it's like, men want that. Men need to be told, what do I need to do? What do I need to buy you? What do you want me to do? And she's literally just giving all the information there for free. Yeah. Like she's literally making the relationship successful for you. All you have to do is listen. And Christian hasn't listened to one single thing that she said since he's gotten there. He literally does the opposite of what she asked him to do. That's literally how disgusting of a boyfriend he is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's, uh, he's just such a, he, yeah. He's a jerk. He's self-centered. He only thinks about himself. He don't care what, how anybody else thinks or feels. Yep. As long as he's happy, as long as Christian's happy, that's all that matters. Well, other people don't have feelings. I think that's how Christian works. Like, other people don't have feelings. It's just Christian. Yes. As long as Christian is happy and he's doing what he wants, other people don't exist. Yeah. And, wait, don't even know if Violet is a real name. Do you remember... I think I said earlier in the season, I was like, he should check her passport or her her um, ID or something. Because I don't, I'm not even like disputing that. Violet might not even be her real name. That family that she met, those might have been actors. Yeah. Like honestly, I don't know anything about her. And the fact that he didn't use the private investigator when he, because you could have just did it and not told anybody. Like nobody would know. You just needed to verify that information for yourself. And then, you don't got he gonna tell the, and then he gonna tell her he did it. I would have never said anything. I would. Mm. Nope. He he doesn't understand how relationships work. I feel like Riley is very immature relationship wise. Like I feel like he's the one putting in all the work, and he thinks that he's gonna get a reward. And it's like read the room. Yeah. Nothing that you do for this woman is ever gonna change how she's acting and how she. This is Violet. This is who she is. Yeah. You can't stomach her, so go back home yeah. like she's not gonna change she's not gonna be the person that you want her to be and i'm not even sure if she 
tricked him into being someone that she wasn't. Because even when, before we met her in the package, she was like kind of rude and nasty to him on the FaceTime. Yeah. Like this, because I was like, maybe at first she acted like she loved him. But I was like, no, she didn't. She was pretty open and honest the whole time. She was like, because yeah. he's like, I love you. And she's like, I don't really like you that yeah. much. Like she literally said it how it was. So I was like, so yeah. why, why you got on the plane? I don't know. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't even know why you got on the plane. She was so transparent with you. Like, honestly, she didn't, she never made it seem like anything was ever going to come from this. And here he go getting on an airplane flying across the world, thinking he's pursuing something with her. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, the old and, the old and ugly got, got me. I would have been like, you know what, I'm out. Right? Yep. Hey, calling me old and ugly, that's going to be the end of our friendship. Not even just relationship. That's going to be the end of our friendship. That's like, that's a gut punch. That's like a, a punch to the throat. Like, like when you're introducing me to somebody. Right. Like, somebody that you don't even know. You're just like, oh, that's just my old ugly boyfriend. Yeah. Like, what? Are you serious right now? Like, what in the Anna Nicole Smith? What? Are you serious right now? So speaking of craziness, Gino and Jasmine were back on this episode. So you know, last week, they fake broke up. They said it was over or whatever. And there were some really funny tweets tonight because I tweeted, I was like, oh, because Gino's like, I'm packing my stuff. I'm going home. This is over. And I was like, Jasmine got wind that Gino was packing up. So, well, I'll phrase that differently. Jasmine got wind that her financial support was leaving. Yep. So all of a sudden, she arrives at the room yep. and she's like, oh, my God, yep. we should talk this out. We should yep. make this work. You know, yep. we should get this together. Oh, and look, I found the lost ring. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the ring that she lost. Lost, right. Okay, so 90 Day Fiance tweeted that Gino tried to find the ring when um, he got there and he couldn't find it. And the 90 Day Fiance official Twitter tweeted that Jasmine admitted that she hid the ring in between her butt cheeks. What? I'm going to take a screenshot of the tweet and I'm going to oh post my. it. I am not even lying to you. You lying. She didn't want him to wow. find it because she wanted him to upgrade the ring. So she didn't want him to find it, but she never lost it. So she said that the only place that she could keep it, because he was looking everywhere in the house, was in her butt. Not like in it. I don't think like in it. Okay, let's not let's not paint any weird pictures, but like in there. We're and talking that about Jasmine that uses butt plugs. Yeah. How are we not yeah. gonna paint a picture? All of a sudden, Gina's like, let's use these. And she's like, <laughs> no, the ring will fall out. <laughs> I died. I read the tweet four times because I was like, I'm not reading this right. That can't be what they're trying to tell me. But that I'm going to screenshot it and I'm going to post it on my story so everybody can see it. That's what, you know, when the show is on, the producers, they'll tweet like what happened behind the scenes. And that's the tweet that caught my attention tonight because I was like, that's nasty. Oh, and it said that she did sanitize it before she put it back on her finger. But I don't really think that matters at this point, right? It's still nasty, right? That's still, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't. I can't. So, what do you think about the situation? Because Gino and Jasmine have, first of all, last week she said his family was trash. And then this week she was like, your family should be important. They're important to me. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Because you just said it. You just, you just said, George, the important thing. Her green card and her money was fixing to walk out the door. Right. And we already know Dane, the only thing he wants is the banger head up against the um headboard. I mean, that's all he wants. But so he, he doesn't want anything. Back from vacation. So. Well, <laughs> my first thought was, 
when she found out he was packing up, she was probably in Dane's apartment. Because remember, she left and she didn't come back. And I was like, well, where the hell is Jasmine at? I was like, I bet you I know where she's at. Yeah. Right? I was like, I bet you I know where minutes, she's at. 20 minutes later, she's there. Yeah, she's it there. And she's minutes. ready to talk. And she's ready to propose to him. And, and she's just put ready. her clothes back on, get her heels back on, <laughs> get in the elevator and go up. She was ready. And I was like, this is really giving me, like, we need to get cast on the next show vibes. You know, I was just like, because yeah. it was over. Like, y'all said some unable to come back from stuff. I was like, the way that y'all were talking to each other, calling each other trash, cousins, like, somebody talks to me like that, we're not getting back together. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, who you are, I don't care how strong you are. I don't care if you've been married for 50 years. If you have the tiniest fight and your significant other says, I slept with my ex last week and he was better than you. Oh, I was just kidding. I really didn't. Oh, and nope. filmed it. And, yep. and filmed, filmed it. it. Yeah, like there's no way. Like we're not we're not ever getting no. back together. I yeah. wait till well, we're never it's never gonna happen. No. And oh, what do you think that about Gino leaving money on the nightstand? And it kind of gave me like well, Natalie well, yeah. Hooker vibes. Cause he I just, was like, wait, Natalie. Yeah, he had to pay for the night she Right. Paid. I was like, you're leaving money on the nightstand. That is so, I don't want to say disrespectful, because I'm I'm not saying that sex work is not valid work. But it just, it, it I don't know, it, it made me think like, this is a money giving relationship. It's a take, take, take relationship. Because I was like, there's no way that you're dealing with her because you love her and she's dealing with you because she loves you. There's like a wad of cash on the nightstand and you're about to leave and you just cashed after a thousand dollars. And like, there's just too much monetary transaction changing hands for me. Thousand dollars you sent me this morning. Oh, thanks. Well, right. Yeah, that's how. But yesterday he was trash. His family was trash. Yep. She was banging dang. She's got videos. He can't get it up. But today, after the money hit her account, thank you, Gino. I it's love sorry. you. Everything changed, and I was like, that's very peculiar for me yep. right i was like that's weird because like yesterday he was human garbage and then like today you're like interested in being with him forever that is a very drastic also, overnight change you're so, you're so offended by everything that was said you're going to pack your shit and leave but yet before that you still sent her a thousand dollars they're yeah. both in the wrong Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're both codependent toxicity, right? Like she can't be toxic without him being toxic and it's, it goes both ways. They're like um, a fire and gasoline. Like they only interact, they counteract each other. Yes. Because none of this behavior would work without the codependency of the other person. Yep. So exactly. she, she can't be Jasmine and use him and act crazy and call him names and say he can't get it up and say he can't satisfy without him accepting the behavior and then and paying her, right? Yeah. Like, it's a codependent. Well, she, well she, the, the comment that she made, too, whenever they were drinking the wine after their reconciliation, she was like, I don't want to be your sugar baby, but you can definitely be my sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a tweet right here. Can y'all see this? It's backwards. No. But, yeah. I'm going to screenshot it and I'm going to post it. Okay. 
on my story. Yeah. So yeah, about the ring and where it was and everything. Yeah. Okay. So after this, is done, I'm gonna post this on my story so everybody can see it. I didn't make it up. That would, be <laughs> that would be gross to make up, right? I didn't make it up. This is literally what the producer said, and um. I was just kind of shocked that she went through that lengths to get another ring. I was like, that's really, really like deceitful. Why didn't you just say, yeah. hey, I like this ring, but now that you're doing better financially or our, our relationship has progressed, do you think it would be a, a good idea to upgrade it? You know, like that's what an honest, healthy relationship would, would do, right? Like you don't have to hide something in your butt and say, buy me a new one. Like, that, where, is, where is the healthy relationship in that situation? Yeah. That's yeah, disgusting. That is, ugh. Mm -mm. And then just to oh. listen to them kiss, it sounds like. I know. Oh, gosh. I don't even know. It's disgusting. Yeah, like, it is disgusting. Ugh. And then she's talking about, do you want to massage? I'll massage your feet. Take off your um, take off your socks. I'm like, ugh. But is anybody gonna <laughs> talk about the fact that we got to see Gino without his hat for a minute? Yes. Oh yeah. With his little what you call his little rat tail why in the back. He just why doesn't he just shave it like all the other bald men on the planet? I don't know because we saw that there's like a patch here and a patch here, and I don't know. See, just I think I I shaved my head on purpose. Yeah. And I freaking love it because yeah. I don't like hair. I don't like doing hair. When it's hot outside, it's itchy. If you have a lot of yeah. like, I don't know how women do it every day. I respect the hell out of you for it because it's a lot of work, right? Not like, this. right, like it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I, but why wouldn't he just shave it? Because he doesn't want anyone to ever see it. Just shave it and then you could be more free, yeah. you know? And I don't know, it's, it's a weird situation. And he has so much money. He would sleep without a hat on. Well, why why wouldn't he just get hair plugs? I know Ed Ed got hair plugs. Mm -hmm. Like, why wouldn't you just get the hair plugs? It's not like money is an issue. Yeah. If if it bothers him, they they have these um, plugs. They take the um, poor what do you call it? The oh. hair follicles from other places, and it grows. It looks completely yeah. normal, like nothing ever happened. Gabe had it done. Gabe did it, and, and it looks so, amazing. So did David. David Manning. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, and actually, yeah. David went and shaved his head when he yeah. became a monk right after yeah. he did it because his daughter was like, you gonna shave your head after you pay all that money yeah. to get your hair plugs? Yeah, like, I don't understand why he won't just do that. It's so weird because he's spending so much money on hats. He's already paid for the plugs, right? Yeah. Like, imagine, because when he packs his luggage, one of his luggage alone is just hats. Yeah. What the actual hell, right? Like, who does that? And party hats, remember. <laughs> And sleeping yeah. hats. Every oh, yeah, sleeping hats and his party hats. <laughs> I don't even understand the sleeping hat thing. It doesn't stay on. Like I'm pretty sure when you wake up, it's not on your head, right? I don't know. No. I, this, I imagine this whole thing is weird. Oh, I posted that picture on my story. So oh, yeah. when we're done here, everybody can go see that tweet that we were talking about. Okay, so next week. Wait, I'm gonna get this wrong. Next week is the finale, but yes. then an hour of the tell-all. Is this right, or just the finale? I think it's just the finale, and the tell-all is the following okay, week, right? So next week is I, just the finale, and then the tell-all starts a week after. I don't know. I could, could be wrong, but that's what I was reading into it. I didn't see anything about the tell-all tonight. I just seen the well, finale. I didn't they, see any previews for the tell-all, and I know if it was last week.
they said two more episodes until the tell-all. Okay. I don't know if that means two Sundays and then the tell-all, or if that means, like you just said, where we had an episode tonight, we have part of an episode next Sunday, and then the tell-all? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I'll have to check. I tried to check my um, TV guide, the DVR, but it was not working. It was, like, not working, so I couldn't see what, because it'll tell you, like, what's airing, but right. I couldn't get it to work. Oh, yeah. the tell-all is the 24th. Okay. What's today? Today's the 10th. The 10th. Okay, so we're talking two weeks out. Okay, so yeah, next week is just the finale okay. of Before the 90 Days, and then I'm pretty sure it's like a two-part, maybe three-part, depending on how much drama, of the tell-all. And then after that, the new season of 90 Day Fiance, the OG season, is starting. So Judy thinks that Gino and Jasmine are going to be on The Last Resort. I think so. I think Wait, do you think so? Yeah. They might. I mean, possibly, but that's a while off. I thought that they would be back on something quicker than that. Because I figured once she, once she got here, she would be on an, um, a 90-day visa. Well, I'm sure. So she'll probably, they'll be on something like some happily ever after bullshit that we can see right through. And yeah. then in the meantime, they'll be filming The Last Resort because you know they have to fight. They, well, yeah, yeah, they'll need a, funny. They'll, they'll need some footage of them fighting to the point where it looks like it's over, yeah. and then you can end up on the last resort. I don't know, because when I thought about the ninety day visa, I was like, and the ninety day OG season is gonna premiere. I was like, what if they transition them onto the original ninety day because they will be on a ninety day visa? That's true. That's I don't know if that's too soon though, because we literally just saw them. Because yeah. that's kind of what they did with. Jovi and Yara, they were on the original 90 day. And then literally, right when that ended, they transitioned them to happily ever after. Yep. Didn't go well for everybody. Some people were sick of them. And then some people really, really liked them. So I guess it's yep. a 50 50. Because some people are obsessed with Jovi and Yara. I, and then you're right. Oh, because we already know she's been in America for a while. Yeah, there was a picture of her at a Walmart. Yeah. Did you see it? She was like, she's literally not just here. She's shopping. She's living her life. Yep. So she's definitely here. So I'm pretty sure I'm pre we're going to see more of them. That she's shopping at Walmart. <laughs> see, I think that Gino is cheap. And I think that when she gets here, she's going to realize that she's not going to get to his money as fast as she thought she could. Uh -huh. I think he's going to take her to like, Marshalls yeah. and Walmart. And it's not, I don't think it's what she envisioned. It's not going to be Saks Fifth Avenue. It's not going to be Macy's. It's not going to be Nordstrom. Like, I think that she envisioned. She already walked down Rodeo Drive and then landed in Michigan. Right. Right. Yeah. right. See, that's kind of how it was with, with Yara. Yeah. When Yara got here, she thought it was going to be Rodeo Drive, LV Purses. Um, what's her face? Miona. Yes. And she was, yeah. where were they at? They were in, um, were they in Oklahoma? Oh, not Oklahoma. It was one of the northern country states. I gotta look. I can't remember now. Um, not Utah. Was it Wyoming? Uh, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. But I know it was like a little bitty town that yes, didn't have anything in it. She hated it. She literally, South Dakota. Thank you, Lauren. South Dakota. Yeah. And oh my God, it was so culture shock for Miona because she's a world traveler, right? She's been to all these different countries. She's experienced a life. And I mean, they're living in California now. She did get her yeah. day. 
they're in Palm Springs and I see her posts, it is so more like her. Like her posts yeah. and the things that she's doing, it's so, it's so more like her. Oh, and Yara still is in Louisiana. Cause you remember when she moved to New Orleans and she said it smelled like pee and she hated yeah. it. And I was like, that's kind of funny. Cause I grew up in Louisiana. New Orleans does smell like pee depending on when you go. Yeah. Because um, for our Mardi Gras and all the holidays and people get yeah. drunk and the restaurants and the bars won't let you in to go to the bathroom. So people literally just pee everywhere. So I was like, yeah. ironically, and, and also hurtful because I'm from Louisiana <laughs> to say that. It's true. It's true. I remember it. It's true. Yep. That's funny. Now, okay. I, all these people in, in these other countries, as soon as you say America, they they automatically think California, Hollywood, Rodeo Drive, all that. And then they, they land in a place like Arkansas or Utah, and they're like, what the shit is this? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like um, um, Cold and uh, Larissa. Yeah. She didn't like um she didn't like Las Vegas. I like Las Vegas oh, when I, I went out there. It's, Las, Las Vegas is nice. I love Las Vegas. I, yeah, where did Larissa want to live? Talking about, so. Where did Larissa want to live? Was it LA? I think yeah. I, I think she wanted to go to California. Yeah. yeah. California is always everyone's first choice because I think when they watch our movies and, and uh, our reality stars and our celebrities, they're all based out of California. Yeah. So when they get here, they're like, oh, I want to go to California. California is not all bad, okay? Like, I'm just going to throw it out there. I've been there many, many times, and it has a lot of issues and problems. The traffic, there's a really um, disturbing homeless issue where we're not taking care of our people. There's people that are displaced. Like, I think that people think that the movies are real. Like, people literally work two hours a week and live in this big-ass house and drive these nice cars. Like, that is not the real situation at all. And when they get here and they see what it's like, in these small towns and how hard we have to work even to maintain that life yeah even in these small towns we have to work so hard i think that they're really shocked at how it's nothing like the movies but i, I think as an american we all know nothing is like the movies right like i remember when i lived in ohio they were filming um one of the avengers movies in downtown cleveland and i was down watching them film and they were passing it off as new york city and there was all this fake and i was like see how fake our movies are yeah. they're not even in the same city right. that they say they're filming the movie in and it's like this is how we know don't ever take anything seriously yeah. in a movie it's all fake. it's literally right. all fake i watched desperate housewives when that was a thing so many years ago 25 years ago or whatever and I was so into it, and it seemed like such a happy little neighborhood, even though it was like the weird conniving little neighborhood. It was like such a happy little neighborhood. And then we went to California, went to Disneyland, went to Universal Studios, and we're on the tour bus, and we drove through the neighborhood that was this, I was like, holy shit, that's yep. just, the, that's all that is, is the front of a little, it's a fake house. Yep. I can't, I'm not watching the show again. West yeah. Stereo Lane, I think. Yes. Wisteria Lane, right? I remember yes. that show. And yes. I I how funny. I went through that lot tour too. Yeah. And we saw Wisteria Lane and it was crazy and to me because crash right there. I like I was like, holy shit, this is it's so crazy. I came home and rewatched the shows just so I could see if I could tell that it was just the front of a house. No, you can't. <laughs> I tried it too. Even in one of the Warner Brothers when I went out to California last year and I um I was in the I filmed in the movie that I that I'm in. Um I mean even Warner Brothers it's like it's 
is nothing compared to like what you see on TV. Yeah. Nothing. Great. I was like, wow. I mean, even the red carpet is, I mean, the red carpet is nice, but it's not as nice as people, as they make it seem. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not what people, it's not what people think. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. All right. So we're going to wrap up. We'll be back tomorrow because the other way will be on. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And then tomorrow, the last resort will air, but we'll talk about that on Tuesday. So yep. we'll give you a little space in between, and then we'll be back to talk about that. And I didn't see the last resort previews, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be wild and crazy and inappropriate because that's the theme of it. So I'm excited for the last resort. And I want to see what's going on with Brandon and um, Mary because they're, they've just kind of been my favorite train wreck this season. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing what's going on with them. So thank you guys for joining us for this episode. This was before the 90 days. Um, this was episode 15, one more to go. And then we're going to see who's actually still together and who's not on this tell-all. Because in my mind, no one is except David and Sheila. But we have to watch and see. We don't know. All right. Thank you to my co-hosts, Didi and Carl. Make sure you're following them. They're tagging in this video. It's very important that we do. And follow me on all social media platforms, at JorgeMossie, JorgeMossie.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in The George Mossy Show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And we will see all of you tomorrow night for The Other Way. Bye, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.